Got a little bit of a mix-up. Pressed the wrong button there, but hey. What's up? What's up? Going on, everybody? We got some big big news tonight. Welcome to GSR Gonzo Sports Room. I'm uh, Chris Gonzo Gonzalez, joined by the sports judge, Jonathan, Math- Jonathan Mathis. Uh, before we get started, I, I have to thank a person that was basically like an angel today uh, to me. That, uh, he knows who he is. I'm not going to say his name, but I'm going to make sure he knows I appreciate everything he's done. And if you ever need anything, uh, just give me a call. I'll always be there. Uh, but, yeah, I had an angel really help me out today. So keep good vibes. If you have good vibes, good things happen. Don't let that bar- bad karma get you down. I let it get me down the last couple of days. But guess what? I'm back, and I'm ready to talk some sports. But how's it going, Jonathan? What's up, man? How, how's everything going? I, I hope all is well. Everything is well here in Southern California. Um, the Dodgers are winning. The Dodgers are sending an early statement to the Padres. Hey, you guys can trade for as many guys as you guys want. Um, we're still here, and, and we're, we're still here to beat you. And that's what the Dodgers are showing everybody tonight. Yeah, they are. I was wondering how this was going to look. Dodgers up 6 nothing early in third inning. Kind of kind of caught me by surprise there a little bit. I'm a little impressed, too, considering, you know, that the Padres now have the pieces in their lineup that can counter the Dodgers, right? It's a bit surprising to see um, that the Dodgers have taken an early 6 nothing lead, um, you know, in this game against the Padres, you know, because yeah. the Padres are a good team in their own right. They just got a generational hitter in Juan Soto in that massive trade, a, a trade that everyone is calling the biggest trade in baseball history. I mean, that's what I've been hearing for the last couple of days now. Then you have Brandon Jury, your guy who was in Cincinnati, you know, and, and you also have Josh Bell. Let's not forget how well Josh Bell has been playing this season. He's been quietly having an amazing year. Um, you know, he has a better he has a better OPS than than uh Juan Soto, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he? Or he has a better batting average. But no, dude, Jury hit a grand slam his first at bat for the Padres. <laughs> he, he did, he did. Uh, and let's keep and then Nate wouldn't had a two home run game. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed that that doesn't happen tonight, though. But uh, what's up, Eddie Rage? Th- thanks for joining us. What's up, Eddie? We also have the stat guy. We also have Dustin joining us. That's awesome. And Dustin said the Padres are planning for next year, not this year. Uh, I don't yeah, know. They, 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 hey, they could make a run. They could be that team that get hot at the right time. Well, we'll talk about baseball first. But for, before we get into baseball, I think we should go ahead and, and uh, make the announcement that we're supposed to make on Wednesday. Let's do it. All right. Uh, as of tonight, this will be the – well, this few minutes was the last uh, time – it was the last GSR uh, – Kind of going to move the Gonzo Sports Room is going to be like the network and everything else. The shows will be under that umbrella. So uh, as of starting tonight, this show for now on is going to be. Let me get the, the stuff pulled up here. 
Take that, that one off. It's going to be Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Be live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 p.m. Eastern. So as of tonight, this is the Gonzo and Judge Sports Talk show uh, presented by GSR Gonzo Sports Room. And you can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Gonzo Sports Room and on YouTube at the Sports Judge. So that's what we were going to announce Wednesday. I, I had a couple, uh, rough couple of days, so we had to move it to tonight. But I'm glad to finally get to make the announcement and get uh, get things rolling uh, with with the new name and uh, doing the show. I mean, we've basically been doing a show about about doing it for like the last three weeks. So I mean, real, a whole lot's not changing other than now we're live on your channel, and uh, we made us a nice little logo. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm very excited. I'm pumped up. Um, I'm thrilled and honored to be working with someone like Chris. Uh, Chris has welcomed me on board. Uh, Chris has, you know, given me an invitation to come on his show. And it's been a blast. It's been a blast to come on here and talk sports. Not only talk with him, but talk with the viewers as well. And, you know, this, this stuff is a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy myself. I have a great time uh, chatting with you all. You know, uh, sports is a passion. I know uh, the same can be said for Gunzo, and he does a tremendous job. Um, you know, so I, I just want to thank him as well uh, for giving me this opportunity to team up with him. I think we make a great tandem. I think we have great chemistry um, that has showed in recent weeks. And, you know, we're going to do our best to bring you guys the best sports content and the best sports show uh, that we can possibly bring to you all. So uh, thanks for uh, joining us for what should be an epic ride. Um, we can't wait. And uh, Dustin, you're, hey, you're, wel you're welcome to come back on it. Anytime, anytime you want to come on, just let me let us know. And one of us will send you a link. Absolutely. Dustin, Eddie, Dustin comes with that knowledge, you know. Dustin comes oh with yeah. that sheet. Eddie, Eddie Rage, Rage says you are a good, a great team. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate and, uh, you. In my, in my opinion, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody on here that watches. Uh, we're just two guys that love sports and like to talk about it. And like uh, Jonathan said, we have good chemistry. Thank you. Hey, I got some food. <laughs> oh, nice. What's for dinner? White Castle. Oh, I've had that once. <laughs> he said I've had that once. <laughs> I've had that once when I was on the East Coast. I believe I was in New Jersey at the time, and I stopped at a White Castle. Uh, didn't like it too much, but I know you guys enjoy it because that's yeah. the thing in the Midwest and on the East Coast. Yeah, so we don't have one in our town, but about 20 minutes away where there's one. Well, uh, She passes it every night on her way home from work. So okay. she, stopped, she stopped there tonight and uh, got me a few sandwiches. However, I do like that movie, that comedy movie. Oh, yeah. Harold, uh, and Harold and Kumar, Kumar go to White Castle. Go to White Castle, and they damn near drive out of the state. Yeah, that, that, they, hey, that movie's good. Yeah, they, they damn near drive out of the state because they get high, and they get the Ooh. munchies all of a sudden. So they feel that they have to drive out of state just to go to a damn White Castle. And on their way to the White Castle, they hit so many bumps in the road. That movie is just so hilarious. Thank, thanks, Damien. Thanks, Damien. Damien. Congrats. My dad thanks, said, my friend. That's a let's go. I'm fired up. 
I'm fired up too, Tony. I'm fired up too. And, and Eddie's laughing. Working with your son. It's awesome. Eddie's Eddie's laughing at the uh, White Castle talk. <laughs> oh yeah. He said I mean, he lo- he said he loves that movie too. Those sliders are just so dry to me. I feel like they don't. And then look at this. Dad saying go Dodgers. Man, now I got two Dodger fans. <laughs> hey, but well, they're three. up right now. They're up Actually three because my, my, mom, my mom's a Dodger fan as well. So now, now it's three, three to one here. This, this ain't fair. They're pouring it on. But speaking of the Dodgers, that was one of the topics. How concerned should the Dodgers be about Kershaw's back? Man, you know, um, a bit concerned. I would say a bit concerned. I I don't want to say um, they're like really concerned because look, we still have time before we get to October. Um, he still has time to rest it up. If these other guys in the rotation step it up, they'll be fine. You know, I, I still think the Dodgers have a lot of depth. Uh, they have a pretty solid rotation that's been. Uh, holding its own. You see what uh, Tyler Anderson's been able to do. This guy, every time, I feel like every time he's on the mound, he's pitching shutout innings. Uh, Tony Goslin has been the best pitcher, as far as I'm concerned, in the pit, on the pitching staff. Uh, so you're, 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 you're seeing uh, a flawless effort from him. Um, and, and you know you got Julio Urias still. You you got other guys in the rotation that's been doing a tremendous job for the Dodgers. So I'm not too concerned with Kershaw. Um, I will be more concerned as we get closer to October and if he's still dealing with you know these back uh, problems that we uh, have been seeing from him lately, uh, because they're gonna need him in October. He's gonna be a pivotal part of that you know, rotation. Uh, but right now, no sweating it. Um, I think the Dodgers are just fine right now. And that's evident tonight. They have a 6 nothing lead against the Padres. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, uh, it's 8 nothing. It's 8 nothing. Yep. I don't have TV. I don't have my TV on in the, in, in the background, as you can see. Yep, it, it's 8 eight nothing. top of fourth. Uh, San Diego is up to bat with one out. The Dodgers are... Is up eight nothing. Wow, they're really sending a loud statement that can be heard all the way in San Diego. Okay, wow. The Reds are on Amazon TV, and I, I couldn't remember my account stuff, so I've been watching this uh, on the major Major League Baseball Network, and it like goes game to game. Mm-hmm. The Reds are on Amazon TV. Yeah, their game tonight was on Amazon T Amazon TV Plus or something like that. Oh, oh, Apple TV Plus or. No, it was Amazon. Oh, wow. Interesting. Or maybe it was Apple. No, I think you're right. Maybe it was Apple. Yeah, because I know Apple TV now, they, yeah. they do they do a doubleheader on Friday night. That's the old It's called Baseball Friday Night on Apple TV+. And, you know, fortunately, my fiance has access to that stuff because she pays for Apple Plus TV hey. once a month. So I'm able to, you know, use her account to watch those baseball games. Other than that, I wouldn't even pay for Apple Plus TV just to watch those two baseball games. I would be missing out. Sorry, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying I wouldn't pay for Apple uh, TV Plus if it wasn't for my fiance. I use her account 
Because yeah. she has access to all that stuff. She well, pays for all these apps. That's how ours was, and she's at... Yeah, but she, she was at work, so I couldn't get into the account, so... Oh, okay. I would harass my fiance at work. I would literally text her <laughs> asking for the password and for the login so I can get in and watch the baseball game. That's the least she could do is give me the, the password and the login so I won't be <laughs> missing those games. It, uh... I watched the Phillies and the Nationals early, and the, and the Phillies, man, they were hitting home runs left and right. Damien said, oh, who else slept, who else slept last night during the Hall of Fame game? Honestly, I didn't watch any of the Hall of Fame game last night. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't watch – I didn't even watch the first quarter. I didn't watch the second quarter. I didn't watch the third quarter. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. And, so and I, and I, Dad, I, guess, I guess you could say I didn't watch the game at all. And, Dad, you're uh, you're 100% correct. He's the man – Jared's the man for 100, 100, 1,000 different reasons. Mickey says cards four, Yankees three. Yeah, there's wow. some good, good baseball going on right now. Yeah, there's Kershaw, some good man, it's it's weird, man. It's hard to know how how concerned to be because right. back injuries are so touchy. I, I know because that's what that's what, what all my stuff started. All my problems was, was a back injury. Right and now, I've lost all the strength in my right arm. Lost, I can't, can't hardly even use. I can't move my right foot, and so. It just you just never know how a back injury is going to affect you. So if he right. if he uh, so that's what worries me. But the thing is, like you said, if the, this pitching staff they have a good pitching staff, and they have they have a twelve and a half game lead, uh, let them rest. Don't don't maybe right. maybe not use them for a while. And then as it gets toward the end of the season, start ramping them up a little bit. But uh, try to give that back as much rest you can because you have a twelve and a half game lead. Right. So it's not like you're in crunch time. Yeah. And like you said, back injuries are tricky. They're tricky. And, <laughs> so and once you start that. dealing with back injuries. Love it. Uh, I'm a, I love it that my uh, brother Jared's on here. <laughs> back injuries never leave you. Rob and, Scott says, my boys, how's it going, Rob? What's up, Rob? What's up, Rob? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You guys, if you guys have any comments, questions. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, feel free. That's what we want the show to be. We want to be, we want to be interactive with, with right. uh Right. Everybody in the chat room, please. Drop I'll be honest questions. with you guys. My goal is, my goal is that one point get a, a phone number set up where uh, fans can call in because I think that'd oh, yeah. be awesome. Oh yeah, I love that kind of interaction. That'd yeah, be awesome. So, that'd be so awesome. Hey, we have plans. We're going to try to make Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk as big as big as we can get it. So we will you'll, get. You'll there see, we'll keep improving things, and if you have ideas or if you don't think something's working, let us know. Uh, we're all about trying to grow and trying to get better at what we do and Prosperity have fun, have fun, do, have fun doing it and meet, and meet some new people. I mean, hell here in this last few months, I've made so many new friends. So that, that, that's one of the cool things about doing this. Yeah. Dustin's right. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what I was just saying moments ago. Back injuries are, are tricky. And I mean, you know, it's hard to get rid of a back injury. I feel like once you suffer from back injuries, it stays with you for the rest of your career. You know, it's a lingering injury injury that just doesn't go away. And that's what we've been seeing with Kershaw. Oh, shit. My dad's killing me. 
Don't worry, my Dodgers know what they're well, uh, you know, what they're doing. Don't be fine. He's been a Dodger fan for a week and a half. Come on. But Tony knows what's up, though. Your dad knows what's up because look, the Dodgers are a well-constructed organization. I will say that. You know, they wasn't always like that, though. Hey, Rob, they, were, they weren't always oh, like no. that. When Frank McCourt owned them, they were in tremendous disarray. I mean, you know, at, at one point, they were even the laughing stock of the league. I mean, you know, you had the divorce, uh, uh, the divorce nonsense. You had, you know, this media circus that, you know, was surrounding the organization. At one time, the Dodgers were in a huge mess. Uh, they, they, you know, they got new ownership. Uh, things got better along the way. You know, the people that purchased the Dodgers had a desire to win, a burning desire to win, uh, you know, put the right pieces on the field, uh, put a winning product on the field, and that's what you see now. Yes, look, my dad said they're not the Reds. <laughs> no, they're not the Reds. Well, you know, we have starred – we have a star-driven city. You know, we're, we live in a star-driven city. So the fans, you know, they want to see stars. And we have a, a display of stars, you know, that continuously showcase their talent on the biggest stage. And that's what you see here in L.A. You see it with the Dodgers. You see it with the Rams. The Lakers, that's a different question. I mean, that, that's another topic for another day. We all hey, know that the Lakers hit hit some bumps in the road and 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 they made a detour and, and now they can't find their way back on that championship road. Unfortunately, um, that's how rough it's been for the Lakers. But the Dodgers and the Rams, uh, they have great ownership. Uh, both organizations uh, have great general managers who are overseeing the franchises. I mean, you got Les Snead. Um, you know, um, who oversees the Rams. And then, of course, you got Andrew Freeman, who's doing a tremendous job with these Dodgers. Didn't do much uh, before the trade deadline. As you can see, it was a very quiet uh, trade deadline for the Dodgers. Uh, but the Dodgers are fine. The Dodgers, again, are well-constructed. They have star power. Uh, they have one of the best lineups in baseball it's a potent lineup it's just a matter of putting it all together as they are doing right now i'll tell you what oh san diego can get going they got they're dangerous but they're hey dangerous. rob we're, hey rob scott we're going to talk we're going to talk about the bucks getting julio here here in just a minute uh actually damien kind of led us right into the next thing i was going to talk about is yeah. how 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 concerned should the rams be about Matt Stafford's elbow. It's been crazy today. All of a sudden, two big injuries like this has uh, hit the market. And uh, I mean, uh, elbow. I think I think you got to be, I think you got to be uh, concerned about an elbow, especially when it's on the the yeah. arm that the throwing arm like that. Oh, and it's something that he got an injection for instead of surgery at the end of the season to, to try to get for the swelling to go down, and he's still having problems with it. So yeah. to me, it almost thinks like he might end up having to have surgery at some point. Uh, and, and I would and, say he's going to try to play the season and wait till after, but how's that going to affect him? And Chris, how ironic is it that it is Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw, two 
Texas guys from the same city who grew up together as kids playing on the same sports teams. How ironic is that, right? But this is a this is a baseball uh type of injury. I mean, this is an injury uh that is discussed more in baseball. You don't really find an elbow injury too much in football. It's rare, it's uncommon. It's not your typical football injury. Um it's a tricky deal. Um it, it really is. Um it's abnormal for a quarterback. Uh you know, MLB pitchers like Kershaw and and and, and any pitcher usually deals with this. Um this is crazy. You know, this is a guy who might have to meet with baseball trainers to have this evaluated. Yeah, I was getting ready to say know, they're meeting with baseball doctors. Right. Uh, this will be the there was another football player, I can't remember who it was that they done that with for an injury. They met with baseball players. Mm-hmm. And uh I just don't know. I mean, like a back is tricky, but an elbow on a throwing arm is even it's even a little bit trickier because, I mean, if it hurts every time you go to throw that ball, that's going to affect your accuracy some. It's going to it's going to start right. affecting things, or you're going to start overcompensating because that's hurting, and then something else is going to get injured because you're overworking it because your elbow ain't working right. So then it might then it might lead to a shoulder injury. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's just so tricky. Uh, it's just I wonder why they didn't do if. If it was that bad, why didn't they do the surgery during the offseason? I mean, exactly. I guess him and the team and the doctors all agreed that they thought the injection would work. But yeah, to me, if if they, if they think the surgery is going to really work, why not go ahead and do it? Right. But the Rams are, you know, they're trying to downplay the injury severity. Um, I don't know how severe the injury oh, is. Dustin said he had this. He had elbow ish, issues going back to uh, his days in Detroit. So he says, no worries, he'll be fine. Yeah, well, he's a warrior, you know. Dude what's, is tough. He plays through What's injuries. up, Philly Sports? Hey, what's up, Philly Sports? Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was a Red fan since 1968. If they're not going to try to compete, then I'm done. Go Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? The situation should be a bit concerning for the team, you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not predicting that it's uh, like a serious problem for the team because, again, I think Matthew Stafford will play through the injury. I mean, he's just that tough. He's mental. Oh yeah. Tough. Oh yeah. He tried. He played with like a broken back. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. He he definitely. He's kind know, of like Kurt Angle. He's going to be there. He's like right. Kurt Angle. He's going to be there. He's, he's dealt with injuries. He's in, one of them in, tough in SOBs. Right. And he's dealt with injuries in ways that's unimaginable. Yep. You know, like you said, in Detroit, this is a guy who took a beating all the time because he didn't have the best offensive line in front of him. So he would take a beating uh, constantly. Uh, but, you know, uh, he, he probably should have had the surgery instead of this in, inflammatory yeah, injection. Inflammatory injection. Inflammatory, yeah. Which is basically something like fucking right. ibuprofen or something. that they're, it, they're Exactly. Just... It, it's to alleviate the pain. But instead of, you know, relying on the shot constantly, why not just have the surgery and try to come back, you know, um, 
stronger for the regular season. I mean, he he didn't throw in OTAs or, or mini count, you know. So that's a concern right there. You know, it, it's obviously bothering him if he didn't throw in, o, in OTAs and or, or if he didn't throw in mini camps. There's obviously some pain, you know, yeah. in the elbow as to why he's not throwing, you know. And he won't be participating in team drills, you know. So, I mean, his elbow doesn't seem like it's strong. Um, but, I mean, there's a chance that the pain can linger um, into the 2022 season, which could be a problem for the Rams. Oh, yeah, it could be. And, and uh, Robert, Scar- Robert Scott brought up a good point. The other question is how will Robert Woods perform after his injury? Yeah. And will the Rams offense be affected negatively with the loss of OBJ? Uh, that's a that's a good question. That uh, is a good question. Why you why you think about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you, lose, you lose you lose a pair of dynamic weapons. You know. Well, I think Robert Woods is going to be back coming back from his injury. But so how will he perform and then the Rams did lose OBJ. Right. Um I don't know. I, I don't know what, what, you know, only time will tell if Robert Woods is going to be strong coming back, you know. Um, we'll I think they wait. need to. If he don't have, if he don't, if he isn't strong coming back, I think they're really going to miss not having OBJ. But if, if he's, if he's strong and if uh, Allen Robinson can play, can play well, he, he had some good years in uh, Chicago, even though he didn't have great, uh, he didn't have a quarterback that could throw the okay, ball. Okay, Woods, Woods is in Tennessee now. Yeah, Dustin Dry. Woods is in Tennessee because they added Robinson. Woods went to Tennessee. Right. With the Titans. Woods went to What's Tennessee. more important for the Titans right. is that Derrick Henry right. stays healthy. And that's who I thought we was talking about, the Titans. Yeah. Because I, no, I, I, one was the Titans and one – yeah. Woods is not in, in L.A. No, I had it backwards. One was the Titans and, and another yeah. one was OBJ leaving the Rams. Yeah, he got traded. Yeah. Robert Woods got yeah. traded. I think the Rams will be all right. Uh, really, without OBJ, if Robinson plays up to his potential, uh, I don't. I mean, OBJ was big there in the Super Bowl, but it, it would. I mean, I, I mean, they're probably gonna miss him some. But uh, I, I think, think Robert Woods good. being hurt, Robert Woods being hurt for Tennessee is even, uh, or his performance is going to be even better, uh, more important, because they lost uh, AJ Brown. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they're going. They need uh, Derrick Henry to stay healthy, but they need Robert Woods to be to have a strong year since they lost AJ Brown, and then they're also dependent on a rookie receiver. So they're going to need Robert Woods possibly to even try to be a leader at some point. We're talking about two teams that are run heavy offenses, right? We're talking about two teams that have to establish the run in order to be effective, both the Rams and the Tennessee Titans. So I think both teams. You know, if Matthew Stafford is not up to par, I think you you should expect the Rams to run the ball more. Um, they're gonna establish the run, and that would open more things up offensively for the Rams. You yes, know, and the Tennessee Titans, they're gonna rely heavily on Henry to do his thing and to be the best version of himself and to be that dynamic running back that he has ever so been. Uh, he's the engine to that offense. And if he's not running the ball effectively, 
the Tennessee Titans have a tough time. You know, so I think, you know, both teams are going to rely heavily on their run game. The bigger question for the Rams is how Stafford plays now that O'Connell and Hill went to Minnesota. Hmm. And that That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. I think we'll see that this season. Only time will tell how well he performs. Dad think that Dad thinks the Rams are going to struggle this year. He don't think it they'll make it make it to the conference championship this year. It's going to be interesting to see. But rarely uh, do a team win back to back in football. So your dad is right. He could be right. I mean, there's other teams that's better in the NFC. Tom Brady came back. Um, you, you got other teams to really watch out for in that NFC. But I, I can't wait to see the Rams on September 8th when they play Buffalo here in Inglewood, California. That's the game I'm waiting to see because a lot of people are calling that a Super Bowl preview, and we'll just have to wait and see how it all turns out. But it's Josh Allen going up against Matthew Stafford if he's available and healthy to go. Um you know, and we, we all know how great of a quarterback Josh Allen is. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have them coming out of the AFC uh, this year, as they should, because the Buffalo Bills are deep. They're loaded. They're a well-balanced team. They're well-coached. And Josh Allen is a quarterback that's on another level. You know, he's a top-tier quarterback at best. And you know what's so great about that game? He loves primetime games. Yeah. I always say that. He loves primetime games. That's where he's had a lot of success uh, when he plays primetime games that is that is nationally televised. It, uh, I, I, I guess he just likes, you know, being in the spotlight. Yeah, D- Dustin said the Bills are winning the Super Bowl this season over Minnesota. I can uh, see that. I can see the Bills winning the Super Bowl. They probably should have won last year. How do you think? Uh, how do you think uh, Julio sticking with the NFL? How do you think Julio Jones is going to affect the Tampa Bay Bucks? I was you hoping know, the Col- I was really hoping the Colts would pick up Julio because I agree with you right now. I think the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC. I think the Colts have a hell of a team, but the Colts are weaknesses wide receiver and why they didn't take a chance on Julio Jones since you have Matt Ryan. They already have that connection. Why they didn't do that, I don't know. But now you let Tom Brady get Julio Jones. What in the hell are the NFL coaches thinking? You, you don't give Tom Brady a Julio Jones because even if Julio's 80%, 75% of the Julio, they're still going to cause damage. Right. Right. Well, injuries, injuries and age, you know, has slowed him down a bit. Uh, so you're not going to get the same Julio Jones that you got in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so let's he keep kept it real. Hurt last year. You know, and, and he's been dealing with a lot of injuries, you know, um, in his career. Uh, but you know what? He's another weapon that you add to that very good Tampa Bay offense. You know, Tampa Bay has a very exciting offense. You know, they have a lot of playmakers on that team. And now you could take attention away from other guys uh, with Julio Jones on the team, you know. And, of course, 
he been on record to say that he wanted to play with who else? Tom Brady. Well, he got his wish. You know, he can cross that off his bucket list now because he's playing with the GOAT, Tom yep. Brady. You know, and Tom Brady is going to find a way to make sure he gets targeted. You know, it would be up to Julio Jones to, you know, make those plays down the field. And if there's one guy that's capable of doing that, it's Julio Jones. Now, he might be a step slower. He might not be as speedy and athletic as he once was. But he can still get in the end zone, you know, and he can still uh, be a great offensive player, just not maybe the most dangerous offensive player, you know, because I think Chris Godwin is still going to be the leading receiver on the team. And then you have Mike Evans, of course. So you got other guys that can make plays as well. Um, but I think he's going to have a great uh, – I'll say he, he'll have a great year with the Bucks only because of who his quarterback is and the fact that he has other weapons around him, which takes a lot of the pressure off of his shoulders. He doesn't have to be the number one guy. On the no. team, he can kind of sit back and be the second or third option, or hell, or even fourth option on that team. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I think it'll be. I think uh, it's going to help him because uh, losing Gronk, so you got another option that can be your third or fourth option. That even if he's 70 percent of a Julio Jones, that's still better than a lot of people. Uh, so, I mean, if you can get a 75% Julio out of Julio, uh, I think the Bucks would be happy. Uh, moving on, uh, Kingsbury had Kyler Murray call plays uh, to the backup quarterbacks in practice. And then when they interviewed – have you seen this? And then when they interviewed him, you, it's, man, I, think there, I think there's a little bit of a rift between Kyler Murray and King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury – and probably the Cardinals, you had that study clause. Then they took the study clause out. Now, I guess uh, Kings, Kingsbury basically had him call plays to pr prove to him that it's not easy to be a coach and, and to call plays. Uh, so there must be some kind of rift between them two. Have you have you seen have you have you seen the reports or anything about this? I haven't seen any reports, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a rift between the two. Because look, I I hear all the time that Kyler Murray's not easy to get along with. That he's not the easiest person to work with. What's uh, up, so, Coach Dante? Thanks for doing this. What's up, Coach? So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, but if there's one guy that might be on his way out, it's definitely Cliff Queen Kingsbury because, you know, they're going to they're, they're gonna stay with Kyler Murray. He's definitely the future of that franchise. It's definitely not I Cliff think, Kingsbury. I think he's still leaving. I think he's still leaving at some point and going and playing baseball. You really think he's going to leave the NFL to go play baseball? Uh, eventually, yes, I do. Or he's going. Or he's going to try to do both. One to two. He's, oh, he's he wants to see. He's going to try to do. There's something inside of him. There's something inside of him where he wants to see. Jackson thing. I think. I think there's something inside of him where he wants to see how good, how good he could be in, in Major League Baseball as a baseball player as well. I think he still has that itch to play some baseball. I really do. I'd always told my son since he got drafted that he wasn't going to sign a second contract. He was going to play his contract out and go uh, and go play uh, 
baseball. Well, he ends up signing the deal, so I was wrong there. But I still do think there's a chance that he could go play baseball at some point. Now, I do think if the athletics would be in a better position right now, that he might have not signed that contract and went and played baseball because Oakland has his rights. Mm-hmm. But the, Oakland's a they're a dumpster fire right now. But if Oakland had a better team, I think they might have had a chance to talk to him into coming and playing. But right now they're just a dumpster fire. It wouldn't make no sense. Right. Right. And I, I guess there's obviously some differences between the two. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, there is, but yeah, he had him call plays to the backup quarterback. And I guess uh Murray was like still talking to the quarterback as the play was going on. He couldn't he wouldn't get yeah, he wanted him to quick. Yeah, he couldn't get it in quick enough and stuff. So it was like, hey, see this thing, it's not easy be as easy being a coach as you think. And uh so I, I think there's something going on there. And then like you said, they had the study calls, then they dropped the study calls. It's just it's been Arizona's just seemed they're seem like they're not uh they're just not too buttoned up right now. They're a little they're a little loose. They need to tighten up a few screws over there. Yeah, they they definitely do because it's important that both uh Kingsbury and and Murray get on the same page before the season starts. Uh because you know they, they are facing uh critical season uh, a critical season together uh next uh season. Um you know, so I, I mean, it, it's a lot of pressure on both of them to deliver. You know, and and a lot of people are really gonna have their eyes on them. Um, you know, after that disappointing playoff performance. Oh no, I I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, because that left a bad taste in their mouth. So they better get their acts together. So whatever, whatever's going on between those two, they better reconcile their differences right now. And 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 put their egos behind them, and and just realize that it's about the team. You know, it's about the team. There's no I in team. Yeah. Understand that you guys have to be, you know, you guys have to be on the same page in order for it to work. You know, so if there's some type of disconnect there, uh, they have time to fix it before the regular season starts. No, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, they need to get they need to get together or both the, or Kingsbury's gonna be gone and then if Kingsbury's gonna be gone. And then if Murray don't start playing, he's gonna be don't start playing, he's gonna be gone after this big contract they just gave him. Uh, I, I, I honestly believe that Kingsbury is on his way out, and I think he's gonna end up going back to college and coaching at some program, some college program. I just, think, I just think he's more coaching. He material. got fired as a head co- coach in college. He did get fired, but I think it he's going to end up. Took a, a, took a uh, offensive coordinator job at USC, and then like a day later, he's right. the Arizona Cardinals right. head coach. It's like, right, yeah, oh, because he shook Sean McVay's hand at some point. What right, the fuck? Right, right. He used he used USC as a as as a leverage. And then when he saw the opportunity to go to in, to the NFL, but he got the opportunity to the NFL because he knew Sean McVay. That's that's the only reason he even got the opportunity. Yeah, and that was, was when they were hiring. That was when if you drank right. coffee with Sean McVay, you got an NFL coaching job. Yep. And then everyone was saying he was this innovative mind that can you know change the way the quarterback position is played. And everyone thought that he would do so well in the NFL because he 
you know, help uh, groom Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he helped develop a, a great quarterback who is now, you he know. Had Baker May- he had Baker Mayfield on his Huh? Yeah, Baker Mayfield on the staff as well. As well, right. So this guy, you know, was known as an offensive guru who was good with working uh, and developing quarterbacks. But how has it worked for him in Arizona? I mean, just because Not very you're good. an innovative mind or just because you have some experience and you have done a good job at developing quarterbacks doesn't mean – you can do that on the NFL level, at the NFL level. 100% right. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is the perfect example of this. I just don't think he's NFL material. I think he will do the same thing Jim Harborough did and, and Chip Kelly and end up back in college. No, no, it could it could happen. Right, uh, because I, it's I don't turning think out to be a disaster. I don't Arizona. think he's going to be uh, at Arizona very much longer if they don't if they don't at least make the playoffs and maybe win at least one playoff game. Right. Uh, but something we got to talk about because we didn't get to talk about it Wednesday because I had some stuff going on, and that was when we was originally going to make our announcement. But you can't do a show this week without talking about Vin Scully. Uh, mm-hmm. best, best, announce, best broadcaster that there ever was. Uh, definitely going to be missed. Dude had a great life, lived 94 years old, 94 years. Uh, he got to call 25 World Series. Could you imagine getting to call 25 World Series? Uh, 20 no-hitters and 12 All-Star games in his career, and he also called three perfect games. Uh, I mean, that's just crazy when you look back at some of the, the stuff that he accomplished. Uh, to I mean, three perfect games. You're lucky if you see one perfect game in your lifetime. Let alone get the call three as a as a uh, sports uh, broadcaster. So uh, the sports world lost the legend, and uh, uh, he's de- he'll definitely be missed. He, and, I, and I know in there in uh, Los Angeles, uh, he was even more of a legend uh, there with the Dodgers because he was there so many years. Uh, so I so I know that it's a big loss for the uh, L.A. area. It definitely is a big loss, and and you know what, um, his longevity was simply remarkable. I mean, it was remarkable and unmatched. Um, This was a guy who called games when Jackie Robinson was playing. And what's so amazing, too, Chris, is that he told us amazing stories. He was a masterful storyteller. You know, and while he was calling balls and strikes, you know, he gave us a history lesson. You know, you was watching a baseball game, but at the same time, it felt like you were in school as this guy would talk during the games. And he, he knew when to talk. You, he he knew when to talk, and he knew when to be quiet and let the right. situation breathe. Right. You know what I mean? He, he, was right. a ma- he was a master at that, of knowing when to talk and when to just shut your mouth. Yep. And he was giving you some of the best insight. Um and, and some of the best information in sports. Um, well, if you listen to him on the radio, he made right. you feel like you were at the game. He, he did. Made you feel he like did. you were sitting in a seat watching the game. Right. Uh, that, that's what that was. What was cool. That's why I like listening. To, used to like listening to games on the radio. Right. Well, 
me and dad back when uh, Slick Leonard was the announcer on the radio for uh, the Pacers, mm-hmm. we we watched the game on TV, but we'd have the sound muted and we'd be listening to, listening to Slick Leonard on the radio because we we like we liked listening to him and it, he just he made you feel like you were there. So we'd listen to him while we watched it on TV because right. we liked him better than we did the TV broadcaster. Right, and and so sadly we lost a legend, we lost an icon. Um, he was the soundtrack of the city. You know, I know you heard that quite a few times throughout the week. And, you know, he was a natural. And he mastered the art of sportscasting. You know, and there will never be anyone who will come close to matching his excellence. You know, uh, he will never be. He, he's an announcer who will never be replicated. You just can't. You know, there will never be another Vince Scully. Um, nobody did it better than Vince Scully. He was a legend. He was a hero. He was an inspiration. Um, a, a family man, a man of faith, and an iconic figure. Um, his enduring legacy will forever hold a place in our hearts. Um, And to me, he epitomized what it was to be a class act and a gentleman. And I think that's what I will always remember about him as well. He was loved by so many. Oh yeah. And tonight, I, I don't know if everyone had the privilege to see it because if you didn't live in the LA market, um, this game wasn't nationally televised. But before the start of the Dodgers-Padres game tonight, they did a lovely tribute for him. Oh, it, was cool. very, it was very poignant. Um, it was very emotional. But it was very moving and touching. Um, they played about a three-minute to five-minute video on the, on the, drumb- on the dr- Jumbotron, the video board, um, in left field. And, you know, the video was just so emotional. Um, You know, they did a moment of silence for him before the start of the game. And the big, here's the big one, Chris. They unveiled a banner that says, we'll miss you, Vin Scully. And Oral and Joe Davis did the honors. It was just so nice to see. Yeah, that's that's cool. It, it it was it was a beautiful scene tonight at at Dodger Stadium. For for a man who everyone loved so much, you know, and and everyone has spoke has spoken so highly of him. They've had nothing but nice things to say. And I mean, who wouldn't? You know, this is a guy um who touched the lives of us um, you know, with his kindness and gentle voice, his soothing and gentle voice, uh, that he self uh selflessly shared with the world. Just incredible, you know, and, and he had uh, an amazing career. Oh yeah. Um uh, let's talk about one more thing before we get out of here for tonight. Um after the trade or no. Do you think the NFL should shorten the preseason? Uh, I I do because uh, look, yes. 
Look, they played the the Hall of Fame game last night. And I think the Raiders played one starter for like four or five carries, and that's it. Uh, they got to figure out a different way. I know what the preseason's for. It's for them to see these young players in action so they can decide to fill out their rosters. But they got to figure out a better way because, I mean, there's really no reason to televise these preseason games. Do I mean, I don't know anybody that watches the pre that care, care really cares about the preseason. I mean, right. I watched I watched the Colts go zero and four in the preseason all the time, and then go fifteen and one, thirteen and two, and stuff in the regular season. So why not shorten that? And they always say they they care about the athlete, but we keep we add games. Well, if we add a regular season game, why not shorten the preseason? Yeah, well, you know, there's pros and cons to it. A lot of people think that the preseason should remain as it is uh, because players need to get into shape. Uh, they need to get a feel for the game. You know, they need to get loose. They need to, you know, come into the season uh, and they need to have that rhythm and, and be game ready. Um, you know, longer preseason give players a, a, a chance to learn schemes, uh, to learn the playbook. Um, it gives them time to build rosters properly. So there's some good, you know, that comes out of preseason games. But at the same time, you know, players are, are risking their bodies. And this could jeopardize not only their season, but their career. What if they suffer a career-threatening injury? You know, or they have a freak accident playing in a preseason game. I mean, all it takes is one play or one series. And you can go down with an injury and be done for the year. And we've seen it happen. We've seen devastated blow, devastating blows. And we've seen players absorb hits that have put them out for the season. Or players who have ruptured their Achilles and they can't play for the rest of the season. So to answer your question... Uh, yeah, maybe they should shorten preseason because we don't see a lot of the guys that we want to see anyway. And if they do, they only play the first quarter. If not the first quarter at all, they play just like one or two snaps and they're and they're out of the game. You know, and I don't think a lot of people care too much about preseason football. The only reason people watch is because they, they haven't seen football since February. So yeah. they're ready to... You know, watch football. To them, I'll it's be honest football. with you. Even if, even if even if the points on the scoreboard don't count, it's still football. I'll be honest with you. I I, I honestly forgot it was even on last night. Oh no, I didn't. I, did I just never, I just I never watched. I never game. watched the Hall of Fame game. I don't. Right, right. No, I, I just didn't bother to watch. I don't watch much preseason football. Now, when the regular season starts, that's all I do on Sundays: watch football. But. Yeah, yeah. Until regular season, I just I just don't get into it. Uh, I don't get into preseason like sports. Period. I don't watch. I don't watch spring training. I don't. I don't do preseason football. I don't do preseason basketball. I wait till the actual season gets underway. Then that's when I start paying attention. All right. Well, before we get out of here and, and end the first episode of Gonzo and the Judge uh, Sports Talk, uh, you got any final thoughts, Jonathan? Man, the Dodgers are kicking ass tonight. I'm excited. I'm happy. 8-0 you know, in the top of the sixth. I didn't expect this though. I I didn't ex You know what? They're playing with a with with a different 
uh, motivation now. You know, they're they're um, they're playing with a sense of urgency because well, of, they've heard all the talks in the media, media about how the Padres right, right. got better and the Padres right, are going to make a run and that too, that too. But I think the loss of Vince Scully it gives them more of a reason to play. You know, now they have more of a, of a purpose. You know, and, and now they're determined to win it for him. So I think they're playing with heavy hearts. And, you know, tonight was a night that they honored him. And they paid tribute to him. And after paying homage to him, you know, the Dodgers have a victory in their minds, you know. So, yep. you know, I, I think that's why they're so fired up. Oh, hey, sometimes things like that can even bond the team closer together. And yes. that's when that's yes. when you go on them them magical runs. Right, right. So. Exactly. And that's why I said what I said. I think this is their year. Eddie Rage said, Great show, guys. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. He said, Have a good weekend. You, you too. Hey, before we I get thought. out of here, before, before we get out of here. Uh, don't forget tomorrow uh, on the Gonzo Sports Room channel, we'll be uh, live streaming DCCW uh, Pro Wrestling. It'll be live from the Soul Fest in Anderson, Indiana. We'll, you'll be able to watch all the matches. We do live commentary with it. Uh, former WWE superstar Elijah Burke, the Pope, uh, is will will be there. That'll be at seven o'clock tomorrow night on Gonzo Sports Room live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Live pro wrestling. Come join us. And then on Sunday, we're going to be at a benefit show show for uh, a little kid that has MPS. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a benefit show. Come watch it. Uh, the Pope Elijah Burke will be there again. A lot of great wrestling. That starts at 5 o'clock on Sunday. So we're going to be airing, live streaming two professional wrestling shows over the weekend. So come join us for a good time if you're a wrestling fan. Also, don't forget, come join us Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern for uh, – Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Uh, also, by Monday, I should have it. Uh, we should have it in pod, uh, where we can put it in podcast form, uh, so you guys will also be able to listen to Gonzo and the Judge uh, Sports Talk and po on podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get that done over the weekend, get it switched over. Uh, so we have that going. Uh, we're going to work. The, we're going to keep doing things that we think will help improve the show. Tell us the things you like. If you don't like something, let us know. Uh, but like I said, we're just two guys that love sports and then uh, are having a good time talking about it. But uh, hope to see hope to see everybody on uh, uh, Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern for uh, another episode of Gonzo uh, and the Judge Sports Talk. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll see weekend. you Monday night. See you Monday.